from BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Sometimes you want to hear music that makes you dream the biggest dreams, conquer the greatest foes, romance the greatest loves, and wrestle with the mightiest problems. There's a time for that music. This is not it. Other times, you just want to have a good laugh. And if this happens to be one of those times for you, you're in luck. We've got three amazing musicians in the studio today, performed, taught, and recorded more heartbreaking, soul-rending music than you might care to comfortably imagine. Today, they're on a different mission to share a program of comic and lighthearted pieces, to lift your spirit, turn up the corners of your mouth, and tickle your funny bone. The musical mirthmakers who are up to today's task, soprano Diane Reich, baritone Robert Brandt, and pianist Scott Holden. Doctors all, these guys know just how to fix what ails you, and they know how to do it so well that these incredible artists, each a musical force of nature in his or her own right, have teamed up for a tour called Comedy Tonight a program of lighthearted music by terrific composers that has left and will continue to leave a trail of smiles in its wake across the country, including right here at BYU, where they'll perform together on September 8th. It's going to be a delightful hour here on Highway 89. We'll start with the setting of Emily Dickinson's short poem, I'm Nobody, Who Are You? You know the poem. I'm nobody, who are you? Are you nobody too? Then there's a pair of us. Don't tell, they'll advertise, you know. How dreary to be somebody. How public, like a frog, to tell one's name the live-long June to an admiring bog. Here's soprano Diane Reich with pianist Scott Holden with a lighthearted setting of this Dickinson verse written by Laurie Laitman right here on Highway 89. Tell once me the live long June to tell once me the live long June. 
nobody, don't tell. I'm nobody. These first three selections on their show today, the piece by Laurie Laitman that we just heard and two we're about to hear by William Bolcom and Henry Malacone, all performed by Dr. Diane Reich, Dr. Scott Holden at the piano. And we're going to chat in a little bit with Dr. Holden and, of course, Robert Brandt as well. In the meantime, here's just a bit about Diane Reich. She holds degrees from Utah State University and Indiana University. She is here today having served as opera director at Central Washington University and having performed principal roles with opera and theater companies across the country, including Utah Festival Opera, Opera West, and Indiana University Opera Theater. Plus, I think you're having a lot of fun with these pieces. We sure are. <laughs> so I'm just picturing you seriously rehearsing these pieces that <laughs> they, they demand the technique of difficult music. Yes, they do. And yet they're supposed to sort of, you know, do something completely different. Yeah, we uh, break down in giggles or guffaws every now and then when we're <laughs> planning what to do. And, and then you just hope that what makes you laugh makes other people laugh. And so we've had a really good time presenting all of these, all of these pieces. Tell us about this piece, Amour. Amour by William Bolcom is a little more well-known in the art song genre. Um, I had the opportunity to work with William Bolcom a little bit when he was mm. in residence with us at Central Washington. And, and he talked about writing this piece and imagining a young girl that was just so stunning but didn't realize how stunning she was and has a little bit of that... Uh, Oh, it's just got a fun uh, syncopated beat, and he can just imagine her wandering around and, and being uh, stunned at all the reactions she gets because she's so lovely and beautiful. <laughs> I love the storytelling in it as well. Yes. We'll save some story. of those surprises right. for when you sing it. Set us up for this other one. Mm -hmm. uh, you're something of an authority on the vocal music of Henry Malacone. Uh, not as much as Henry is, but yes, I did my <laughs> doctoral research on the art song of Henry Malacone. Um, this op and his operas, uh, this opera, Hotel Eden, features three biblical couples at different times of their life. Act one is Adam and Eve, just after they've been married. Mm -hmm. Act two is uh, the Noahs at retirement. And act three is Abraham and Sarah as they're about to give birth to... Um, Isaac. So in Act 2, the Admiral and Mrs. Noah, he's just retired from the Navy, and they have come to the Hotel Eden to celebrate. However, uh, Admiral Noah is kind of depressed about retiring, and so he just wants to stay in his room and play with toy boats. And Mrs. Noah decides she's had it, and she's going to go out with the hotel staff. It's New Year's Eve, and so she goes out with the staff, and uh, we learn a little bit about Mrs. Noah in this song. <laughs> All right, we're going to hear the these two pieces. We'll start once again with uh, William Bolcom's Amour and finish with Mrs. Noah's opera, uh, Mrs. Noah's aria from the opera Hotel Eden. It wasn't the policeman's fault in all the traffic roar. Instead of shouting halt when he saw me shouted amor, 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 amor. Even the ice cream man, free ice creams by the score. Instead of shouting butter pecan, one look at me, he shouted amor, amor, amor. Town it went that way. 
so good The poor stopped taking less The rich stopped needing more Instead of shouting no and yes Both looking at me shouted a the church house door instead of singing amen the choir was Jungles deep of wild Samoa, I'm still addressed as Mrs. Noah. 
pair of pieces amour followed by mrs noah's aria we've just been listening to diane reich and uh, i was curious what that name was going to be the whole time <laughs> playing piano today is dr scott holden he's no stranger to highway 89 in fact you've hosted this show before <laughs> i have yes <laughs> But we'll introduce you anyway to new listeners. Dr. Holden holds degrees from the University of Michigan, Manhattan School of Music, and the Juilliard School, as well as studying and performing for a year in Budapest at the Liszt Academy. What possessed you, all of you, to put together this program? Well, you know, they say that pianists are lonely creatures. We spend so much time by ourselves, so I love accompanying and working collaboratively. Um, and, and I like to laugh, and I love their voices. <laughs> so we've done a lot of serious programs together, uh-huh. and, um, and we just have such fun with this piece, so, uh, with, with these pieces. The, the lyrics, I was saying to Rob as we walked in, this has some of the worst lyrics we've ever sung. You've ever sung. They're just, just such hilarious rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha and Mrs. Noha, that was just one example <laughs> and there. And protozoa. <laughs> we have others coming up, I'm sure. But, so tell, speaking of interesting pieces, Ambryon Deschasse, which is could be a, a recipe, but it's not. It's the name of the piece we're going to. Tell me about this. Yeah, um, they asked if I wanted to do a solo piece, and um, and I thought, oh, I know the the most ridiculous solo piece by Eric Satie, and this is this piece, the translation of which is something like dried embryos. Um, <laughs> And I'm glad to get to a little to talk about it to put some context with the music. Satie hated Germanic music. He hated things that were big and dramatic, and uh, he wrote these um, a number of piano pieces that have uh, there's actually text written into the music. He he said that you're not supposed to speak the text under sentence of death, um, but it's full of this really droll, odd um, text. This piece is in three short movements. Um, and each one is named after an obscure sea animal. 
um, sea cucumber. The I think sea is cucumber, the and there's like a, some kind of a crab-like creature. And um, in fact, there's there's a hunt in this piece. Um, that's the only piece in the repertoire of, of all of music that involves uh, sea creatures hunting. Um, <laughs> but the, the droll text includes things like, you know, the, the sea cucumber went for a walk and he saw his friend and said, excuse me, do you have a cigarette? And I said, no, fortunately, I do not smoke. You know, so very odd um, <laughs> text. There's also, um, I, he, he makes fun of Germanic music and you'll hear the overly bloated little uh, kind of cadenzas at the end of the first and last movement. And um, I, he's a composer I would have loved to have spent time with. Uh, he must have been just a really funny guy. There's uh, a, a section where he, he quotes a very famous section of the Chopin Funeral March Sonata, but under the music he writes, quotation of the famous mazurka by Schubert. Um, uh, and, and Satie was true to his word. <laughs> up to death, his very last words on planet Earth were, he looked up in the sky and said, ah, the cows. So uh, he, he's part of this uh, Dada movement, which was uh, a celebration of the absurd. So. Well, we will be hearing some absurd. I'm really looking forward to the cadenza, especially at the end, which uh, some say hints at Beethoven's eighth. And here we go.
just waiting to be sure it really was over. We've heard all three movements of Embryon des Sachets by Eric Satie. Interesting that he never even called himself a composer. He was always unusual. Everything he did, he called himself a phonometrician, someone who measures sounds. <laughs> Dr. Robert Brandt, you've been with us here before on Highway 89. A whole program, a beautiful German leader. What yeah. happened to you? That you're here <laughs> this is very this? different, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have, uh, I just want to read one review. Opera News praised his, quote, innate musical honesty and simplicity and incredibly, incredible clarity of diction, uh, which I'd have to agree with what you've done with us before. But how did you get into these comedy songs? You're doing some of these uh, Flanders and Swan songs from, yeah. from Britain in the past century. Well, I've, I discovered these. I didn't really know who Flanders and Swan were, but I, I, was, I wanted to do an animal songs recital a few years back, and I happened upon this recording of a classical singer singing these pieces, and I, I thought, up oh, there's the missing piece to my animal song recital. And actually, Diane heard that recital a few years ago and then got the idea for the comedy for an entire comedy recital, and that's how that kind of started. So, but I I love to do comic things. I've done a lot of uh, a lot of different comic roles too, mm -hmm. and it's it's fun to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to actually be, uh, have you head on over and take your place. We'll uh, hear four of these. They they have the sort of pedestrian titles, but but very image-summoning titles like The Warthog and The Spider. We'll start with the two of those. This is Dr. Robert Brandt, Scott Holden, pianist. The jungle was giving a party, a post-hibernation ball. Ballroom was crowded with waltzing gazelles, gorillas, and zebras, and all. But who is that animal almost in tears, pretending to powder her nose? A poor little warthog who sits by herself in a pink satin dress with blue bows. Again, she is nobody's choice, and she sings in a sad little voice. No one ever wants to court a warthog, though a warthog does her best. I've spent a lot of money for a warthog, I am kissed-proofed and prettily dressed. I've luster-rinsed my hair, that perfume here and there. My gums were tinted when I brushed my teeth. I'm young and in my prime, but a wallflower all the time. Cause I'm a warthog, just a warthog. I'm a warthog underneath. Partners for a lady's excuse me. Excited and radiant, she runs on the floor to join the furore and fuss. She taps on each shoulder and says, Excuse me. Each couple replies, Excuse us. Then, having no manners at all, 
They sing as they dance round the hall. No one ever wants to court a warthog. Oh, a warthog does her best. Her accessories are dazzling for a warthog. She is perfumed and daringly dressed. We know her these and those are like Brigitte Bardot's. The gown is just a scintillating sheath. But she somehow fails to please. Cause everybody sees that she's a warthog, just a warthog. She's a warthog underneath. Head hanging, she wanders away from the floor. This warthog who nobody loves, then stops in amazement. For there at the door stands a gentleman warthog impeccably dressed in the act of removing his gloves. His fine chiseled face seems to frown as he looks her first up and then down. I fancy you must be a sort of warthog. Though for a warthog, you look a mess. That makeup's far too heavy for a warthog. You could have chosen a more suitable dress. Did you have to dye your hair? If that's perfume, give me air. I strongly disapprove of scarlet teeth. But let us take the floor. Cause I'm absolutely sure that you're a warthog, just a warthog. The sweetest little, neatest little, dearest and completest little warthog underneath. Bear, tracked a cobra to its lair, killed a crocodile who dared to cross my path. But the thing I really dread when I just got out of bed is to find that there's a spider in the bath. I've no fear of wasps or bees, mosquitoes only tease. I rather like a cricket on the hearth. But my blood runs cold to meat in pajamas and bare feet with a great big hairy spider in the bath. I have faced a charging bull in Barcelona. I have dragged a mountain lioness from her cub. I've restored a mad gorilla to its owner. But I don't dare face that tub. What a frightful looking beast! Half an inch across at least. It would frighten even Superman or Garth. There's contempt it can't disguise in those little beady eyes of the spider sitting glowering in the bath. It ignores my every lunge with the backbrush and the sponge. I have bombed it with a present from Penarth. But it doesn't mind at all. 
it just rolls into a ball and simply goes on squatting in the bath. For hours we have been locked in endless struggle. I have lured it to the deep end by the drain. At last I think I've flushed it down the plug hole. But here it comes a-crawling up the chain. Now it's time for me to shave, though my nerves, they won't behave. And there's bound to be a bloody aftermath. So before I cut my throat, let me leave this final note. Driven to it by the spider in the bath. You're listening to Highway 89. Today's show features a program of light and comic songs performed by doctors Scott Holden, Diane Reich, and Robert Brandt. You've just heard two animal songs, The Warthog and The Spider, written by the British comic musical duo Michael Flanders and Donald Swan. Time for one more. We want to hear The Sloth. Sloth am I, I live a life of ease, contented not to do or die, but idle as I please. I have three toes on either foot. And half a dozen both With leaves and fruits and shoots to eat How sweet to be a sloth The world is such a cheerful place When viewed from upside down Makes a rise of every fall, a smile of every frown. I watch the fleeting flutter by of butterfly or moth, and think of all the things I'd try if. I were not a sloth. Oh, I could climb the very highest Himalayas, be among the greatest ever tennis players, always win at chess or marry a princess, or study hard and be an eminent professor. I could be a millionaire, play the clarinet, travel everywhere, learn to cook, catch a crook, win a war, then write a book about it. I could paint a Mona Lisa, I could be another Caesar, propose an oratorio that was sublime. The door's not shut on my genius, but I just don't have the time. For days and days among the trees, I sleep and dream and doze just gently swaying in the breeze 
suspended by my toes, while eager beavers overhead rush through the undergrowth. I watch the clouds beneath my feet, how sweet to be a A pair of, well, a trio of Flanders and Swan tunes, the warthog, the spider, and the sloth. I love that upside-down perspective. <laughs> Very fun to hear. You know, I mentioned earlier that your passion for discovering art songs and the German leader. Tell me just a little bit about what led you into that passion. Well, I think I, I liked the composers, first of all. Uh, I was a pianist before I was a singer, and I played all the great composers of German Lieder. I played them on the piano and loved them first there. So when I switched to singing, I think it was natural. Um, I, I served a church mission in Germany, so that was also something that the language uh, was, mm. was very natural to me. I think I just love the, the poetry of it, the, the, the intimacy of it, the nuance that you can have with, with art song. I enjoy creating those little miniatures. Well, there's a bit of nuance in these too, to get the humor and the timing and yeah. deliver that line just at the right moment. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, these Flanders and Swan comic tunes we heard also uh, uh, up next, a song by Ben Moore. In fact, we'll hear a couple of pieces. One you'll perform, the other Dr. Reich. Tell me a little bit about what I can expect from this one, because <laughs> just the title. Yeah. Well, Ben Moore, he, he's written quite a lot of parodies. He's written several ones for like a soprano, mezzo, and this is the baritone parody. And uh, I relate to it because uh, I'm a high baritone. So I've, I've been told before, are you sure you're not a tenor? So, so this is sort of like a, a fun song for me to sing. But there's, there's a lot of quotations in this of mm -hmm. famous baritone arias. So the whole point is that he's trying to sing all these famous baritone arias and something else keeps creeping in. <laughs> so. Something else that I'm sure you'll recognize when you hear it. We're about to hear I'm Glad I'm Not a Tenor, performed by baritone Robert Brandt, Scott Holden at the piano. All the good tunes go to tenors. In the opera world, it would appear that tessitura can alone ensure a gorgeous melody that people come to hear. Well, I'm not stuck on Nessun Dorma, and to prove my case, I'll now perform a little song to make it absolutely clear. I'm glad I'm not a tenor, for anyone can see They're Philistines and drama queens, and rarely over five foot three Yes, I'm glad I'm not a tenor, why would I want it so To have to try to sing so high when it's so nice and comfy way down low. 
But since my first voice lesson, they said, you've got the stuff. But higher scales each session were never high enough. So I'm glad I'm not a tenor, but people aren't convinced. They say the things I've said to you and nothing new, like tenors get the good tunes. Well, I am here to say it's just not true. Take this tune, which you'll agree has an awesome melody. Tenors can argue, rant and hiss. No tune of theirs comes even close to this. Hear how it modulates. What joy this noble tune creates. And it's only one of so many greats. All for the baritone. Why would I care to sing a tenor part at all? With so much music at my beck and call, when you have tunes for baritones this strong, you just can't go wrong. Let's move along. To those wondrous Verdi anthems, beautiful as any tenor tune you can name, and the thrill as the rhythm changes makes you think of how truly strange it is that some baritones wish that they had led tenor lives instead. <clears throat> Let's skip ahead to Wagner, the man who'll save the day. His tunes will never go astray. For they have simply no relation to that Italian cheap sensation. But there it is again. No, no, this is not what this should be about. And just so there's no doubt, I'll drown it out. 
Abro figuro, bravo, bravissimo, abro figuro, bravo, bravissimo, fortunatissimo, fortunatissimo, fortunatissimo. Toreo, boga! I'm glad I'm not a tenor. Why never sink that low? But one admits some tenor hits are sort of, well, agreeable. And so the only thing to say is, Vincero. I'm Glad I'm Not a Tenor by Ben Moore, performed by Robert Brandt. We didn't invite a tenor to rebuke that song, but we do have an equally snarky piece, also by Ben Moore. Diane Reich, how can you set this up? Content to be behind me. Well, this is the soprano parody. Uh, it's, it's such a funny piece, but kind of painfully so. I think the reason it's so funny is because most of these things have probably happened to... Uh, any pianist who's played for a soprano. And so uh, we just try and, and play it up to the best of its ability. Okay, let's hear this. And while you're over there, I have to tell my one soprano joke. How many sopranos does it take to screw in a light bulb? Maybe you've heard this. Just one. She holds it and the whole world revolves around her. I thought that was a tenor joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> to mention the one who is slaving away at the keys. But such decorous gestures are quite overdone. Show the glory, oh please. I assure you that he Command. 
to play whatever I say, like a chess step now and then. I know, let's do the trout again. In einem Bechlein Hell, if you see how quickly he complies, die launische Forelle, believe me, he's very wise. We go from Napoli to Fargo and knows it's all because of me. He carries all my cargo, content as he can be. Just happy to travel with the star, going round the world for free. And this I tell you gladly, the press will never make him gray. He may play well or badly, they don't mention him either way. Of course, if editors compel it, some rag may register his name. They usually misspell it, he's happy all the same. Just look at him, anyone can see, it's for love and not for fame. So now you know the reason, he needs no nod from me. He needs no praise nor thanks, oh no, not he, not he.
is content to be behind me. Diane Reich, Scott Holden. What a pleasure to have Drs. Diane Reich, Robert Brandt, Scott Holden with us today on Highway 89. Coming to you live, lifting spirits with a program of lighthearted and comic pieces. Live audiences will be able to enjoy the music you've heard today and much more as this trio tours the material to locations all over the country, including Indiana State University, the University of Northern Iowa, and right here at BYU. We've got time for one more song. Let's hear another Lori uh, Leitman piece. This one called Dreaming, a chance to hear from all three of our guests at once, soprano Diane Reich, baritone Robert Brandt, and pianist Scott Holden. Some prefer coffee. Some prefer tea. Some prefer chocolate. But not me. The one thing that we truly savor doesn't come in any flavor. The item that we really crave starts with R and ends with Ave. Dreaming of a great review. Big fat titles, dark and bold. Surely worth my weight in gold. So sweet sweet to to hug and hold. We're dreaming of a great review. It gives me such a thrill to read that I possess a voice so captivating and rare. To learn of all that I can do Sends cheers Right up and down my derriere Doesn't matter if it's true Think of all that it can do If it stinks, we'll down a few Cause we're dreaming of a great a Dreaming of a great Dreaming of a great of a first Great review They're getting a great review from us here on Highway 89. Soprano Diane Reich, baritone Robert Brandt, pianist Scott Holden with Dreaming by Lori Leitman. Part of a program of comic and lighthearted pieces, the three artists are taking to venues across the country. Comedy tonight. So glad they've been with us today. If you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the beginning or listen again or share it with a friend, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Abby Vance and Victoria Hardy. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thank you.